Hello, everyone. Welcome to Free Reverie, hosted by your one and only Jujubee. If you haven't noticed, that's me. This is a podcast talking about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on my social media, Snapchat, JBSU, Instagram, JBSU18, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Now let's get talking. Symphony. Welcome to another podcast of Free Reverie, your host, GGB, and we welcome another new guest to the show. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey. Your name? It's, it's me. It's uh, Michael Boothby. <laughs> he was just going to leave it as, hey. Okay. Hey. It's, it's, it's hey, actually. No. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just, that's my new name. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's a unique name, but wouldn't you get confused if friends said hey? Hey. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. You can tell you're pretty tired. You guys, He's he's been right? traveling a lot, so if he sounds a little woozy, he's not under the influence by any means. I want to forewarn <laughs> people. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're about, and uh, what you do. Yeah, so um, again, yeah, my name is Michael Boothby. Uh, I'm a writer, um, actor, comedian. I do a little bit of all three here in Chicago. I also write music. Um, uh, for work, actually, at the moment, I'm I'm a brand ambassador, but I'm Actually, right now, actually becoming a dating coach. I actually got my first client last month, which is really amazing. And I'm writing a book, too. I'm publishing a book later this year. It's called Message with Purpose, Swipe Dating Simplified. So it's all about how to use apps like Tinder, how to communicate authentically, how to express yourself so you can connect with people more often and uh, just have a simplified and a better dating life so i've kind of been putting a lot of effort into those projects um yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh to wrap that up uh you guys he's a mess because he's doing all this other stuff and i'm over here like well i got one thing going for me and he's like (laughs) i'm writing a book i'm an actor i'm a musician and i'm like what have i accomplished damn (laughs) <laughs> thanks a lot I'm for rubbing that hey, in your face well it's I okay, wouldn't have you, know. you on my podcast if I didn't think that you weren't interesting not that <laughs> Thank I don't you. I don't interview or have uninteresting people on my podcast because I'm not going to specify who they are because I haven't mm. had any but um I because <laughs> everyone's interesting okay I'm just playing um yeah okay so about this dating coach thing that is pretty unique so how is that going for you I know you have your first client, but yeah. how did you, you come to the realization that, hey, I'm going to be a dating coach? Well, really, it's, I've been working on this book for almost like the last three years now. Actually, I wrote it when I was living in New Zealand, which was, yeah, about yeah three years ago. Um, and I was just uh, – I used Tinder a lot over there. Um, I was living in Wellington at the time, which is the capital of New Zealand, around 300,000 people. Um, and, uh, I just started going on a lot of dates. I was, you know, using the app to go on about three or four dates a week. And through the app, I actually, yeah, you know, yeah, it was, um, pretty good, but I met a lot of really cool people, you know, through the app. So, you know, some, some were kind of, you know, we went on dates, but some actually became friends. One of, one is still like one of my best friends who we actually both ended up getting into stand up comedy together. Um, and yeah, we, we, she lives in Richmond. We, we still talk to this day. Um, so I really just found just like that these apps are really powerful. Um, and I think a lot of men, uh, just like really don't understand how to use them. Or really just how to like kind of communicate. Um, 
I also learned even a lot of women too, but a lot of, also just a lot of people really just don't know what they want, <laughs> you right. know, from these apps, but also from life. And it's, it's very apparent. So uh, I kind of set out to write this book to be like, Hey, you know, figure out what you want and then, and then you can find it very easily on these apps, but you also have to kind of know yourself. And, uh, when you don't know yourself, that's hard. Uh, it's really hard to get a date. It's really hard to really do anything in life because you, you don't really know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, same with like the, the self love. I talk a lot about that in the, in the book about, you know, it's like, how can you really love others if you don't love yourself? So okay. it really kind of, yeah, I think it really starts there. And, and the first chapter is all about like building a profile. And I think building a profile almost in itself is almost like writing about yourself, selecting photos. It's, it's kind of where you can really see if people love themselves or not. Um, and then also that's pretty apparent as well. But, you know, I always find that you know, I'm I'm not single anymore, but when I was, it was really apparent when when I found when I came across a woman who had really taken the time to write a profile and 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 she knows what she wants and she's kind of also like just like putting her best foot forward. So um, I don't know. It's 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 just really interesting. I pretty much I'm just like infinitely interested with these dating apps, which is why I wrote a book about them. I just thought this is like the craziest thing. I think it's a really cool technology. I think it's really misunderstood. And so that's why I was like, I'll write a book and maybe it'll help people. And, you know, we'll see. Well, I'm still editing it right now, but I'm hoping to get it up on Amazon soon. Right. Well, I I don't feel like if you see a profile that's pretty short, I wouldn't exclude them, obviously, because there's a lot of people out there that feel their life shouldn't be written in words. Like, on a dating profile, like, if you want to get to know me, you need to talk to me type type deal. So I think some good advice is just put information that is true about you. Don't put the typical looking for somebody, da-da-da-da. Just say, I am a motivated individual who wants this and this and this. It gets right to the point. If people want to contact you, then... They already know that you want, I don't know, um, uh, stability and you want yeah. um, to live out in the country or whatever. Like, they already know a little bit about you already. Uh, don't be like, you know, um, I'm so-and-so and I like food. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty general. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, what? Not, okay, everybody not much likes to- food. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I even talk about that in my book, which I, I think I called it like breadcrumb theory, you know, like, like Hansel and Gretel, like leave people like, you don't, don't give them your whole life story. You don't need to write a, a novel and like you shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't because that's way too long. But exactly, leave some breadcrumbs for people to kind of follow. And then exactly, then like you give people enough so they know a little bit about what you're about. And then, you know, exactly enough to start a conversation. And then you both can go discover more about each other out on like a date because you're right. You know, you really can't know someone until you're out with them in person. I mean, because I think like most of communication is nonverbal anyways. So yeah. that all gets lost on the apps, um, which is why the words are so important. Your Your word choice and choice of photos. That's another thing I always say is like. You know, choose your photos like like each photo is like a short story about your life. You know, that's if you can. Hard. Yeah, you know, it is. But it's like if you can do that, that's powerful because, I mean, if you can if you can choose like some really great photos of you sh- like that kind of are showcasing either parts of your personality or what you enjoy or even what you don't enjoy. That's like that gives people a lot to comment on. And to open a conversation with, and that way you don't you don't even have to use the words. Um, but you know, because you have both the words and the photos, it's like you, you know, people don't think, oh, that's like not a lot. But I th- I think you can really do a lot with them if you're if you're intentional with it. Exactly. Um, however, I do have some good advice for those with kids. Do not include kids in photos. 
Um, oh, yeah. Just don't. You can mention it in your profile. Don't mention their name. Uh, but don't put them in on your picture. And the reason why I say this is because you don't know who's going to see those photos. You don't mm. know if there is someone that is attracted to children. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, Safety post first, yes. definitely. Post uh, definitely pictures is... of yourself. Don't of yourself, steal, yeah. Don't steal people's photos. Don't steal people's bio. But uh, the real oh. deal is, is if you're attracted to someone through a photo in their uh, bio, like you said, the best way is to actually go out with them. If they are not yeah. who they are, tell them right then, sorry, I can't go out with you because you already lied. That is a big no yeah. in my book. Oh, and it says yeah. a lot about your character already. You should have been honest with me from the get-go. And then you yeah. be like, I can't do that to some, you know. Oh, no, yeah. Don't, don't, definitely <laughs> don't put yourself in any unsafe situations um i i never i never went out with anyone who wasn't who they said they were Uh i mean i've had some i've had some interesting situations where someone who i met online would be like very comfortable speaking online and then over text and then in person was very socially awkward yeah Yeah, no not and that for me because i'm I, you can probably tell i'm a very extroverted person i'm i love talking I to can't people tell. <laughs> yeah i love i love connecting with people it's like i it's where i get my energy even i was like tired you know 20 minutes ago we've been talking and now i'm like all I right told let's, you i let's have that effect it. on people that my podcast tend to go off because i talk and i yeah. never used to be that way like i used to be talkative but i used to be more of like an introvert until okay. i started like Dancing. Dancing was like my, my freedom. And then when I started growing oh. up and I went to college, it opened me up to being more of who I really wanted to be. So now oh. everyone would say that I'm an extrovert. And it, like people that, can that's switch. awesome. You can flip. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm the same way. I'm, I'm actually, it's so funny. I'm very similar. Like I, growing up in high school, like I, I played a lot of video games. Um, nerd. I really I'm wasn't kidding. super social. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I was a total nerd. I loved it though. I, I loved it. I still love video games. I was a but, band um, geek, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, and then even in college, I continued to kind of like play video games. But it, like for me, it wasn't dance. It was like improvisational theater and comedy. Right. And the, I mean, that's why even why I ended up moving to Chicago was because there's so many amazing improv theaters here. But but for me, like. Learning of learning acting and improv and and stand up comedy have just opened up my personality um, in ways that like just nothing else has. I mean, because I mean, I've always wanted to be a performer. So kind of the more I've come down this path, the more it's opened up these other parts of my personality. So you know, I studied history and you know I was very analytical. That's why I loved history. It was a lot of research, a lot of writing. And I think I'm still, you know, I still have an analytical brain. I think you, you almost need that, especially for stand-up comedy to like to write jokes, and then even, you know, especially to write a book. But, but now it's like with my improv training, it's like, you know, when I'm with people, it's much more conversational. I can still, I still have all that knowledge, and I can still use it. But I'm, I'm listening now too, and I'm only really giving the information that either the person I'm with or the people I'm with kind of want to hear or kind of, you know, like what, what, whatever we're talking about, you know, I keep it relevant, you know, which is, I, th- I think it's important. <laughs> okay. So I guess um, another question with the whole dating coach, cause we're still kind of like with the relationship topic. So okay. um, is there a need for a dating coach? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think dating is just like one of those areas where it's like, you know, where do you get advice about dating? (laughs) You know, it's like, you read mag people, you have your friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I think if you want like real help, like, you know, I think getting coaching is a really, you know, if you have the money, you know, I think it's a really great way to get like you know not just help like not just advice from your friends but like really not like you know specific specific help for your situation but also action right. um and i think that's really what a coach does a coach is 
gets you to see things differently and to act on them. You know, think of like a coach of like a, you know, a football team. What is, what does he do? He's watching the game. He's calling plays. And then he, what happens at halftime, you know, he makes readjustments. And I think that that's what I can do, you know, as a dating coach is help people make adjustments. Cause you know, people, it's really hard to see yourself. I've learned that I've been doing kind of a training program over the last few months. And I've learned so much about myself just from getting feedback from other people in the group. And when you start to, you know, a lot of people aren't open to feedback. Number one, um, even from like people they love, you know, I don't, I think we kind of lie to ourselves a lot. Um, but when we open ourselves to, honest feedback and we start to be open to it and take it you know that's where we can really change and that's where we can really start to elevate our lives and our relationships um and i think i don't know i think a lot of relationships you know the the problems come from communication and a lack of communication and i think people really struggle with that and people really struggle to express themselves and for me that's kind of what i deal with beyond the online dating is like I teach um, meditation mindfulness practices as well as you know improvisational theater exercises to help my clients um, you know express themselves better um, and role plays as well I think role plays are powerful um, and that's another thing I can offer as a coach is that we can kind of talk through things um, you know, kind of, you know, whether that person is single and looking to go on more dates or just looking to kind of upgrade their relationship and bring that to another level. Um, I think the best way to learn is by experience. And for me, that's why improvisational theater um, is so powerful. It's a powerful tool um, for learning about yourself, but also for exploring situations Exactly, because you can kind of yeah. put, you can kind of separate your personal life from work life very easy, because you, exactly. you you're able to put your mindset towards one thing and one thing only. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. So the next question that I would have is, how? I mean, if, if it's appropriate um, or not. Sure. But um, how much would it be to get advice? I mean, I know it probably depends on how extensive someone wants to go with the process. So let's just say I want advice on, um, on like for me, like I just want to get an idea as to who I should look for. So how much would you charge just to give me insight as to for coaching? Yeah, I mean, well, my business model is that I do monthly coaching. Okay. Uh, so you know, just because I don't want to just you know give one advice and then that's it. I like to build a relationship with my clients because. You know, really all this stuff, it's like it does take work and, and my clients, you know, they have to be committed to growth because this all happens over time. You know, it's all in, in all of your relationships, especially if you're single, every date, you know, you go on is an experience to learn. And so they can come back and we can talk and we can get feedback. So my, I, I start at 497 a month and that's just a, that's a 30 minute phone call every week obviously we have a, a free 15 minute consultation in the beginning and we can kind of go from there um and that's kind of the basic package i also have um a higher package that's 12.97 a month and that oh. includes the 30 minute phone calls um but also it includes role plays every month where mm. so if a guy is single i can especially if they live in chicago um they can go on a date um i'll hire one of my friends and Essentially, they go out on a date, but they get they get immediate feedback from that person. And then we can go and we can review and we can talk about that. Because like I said, you know, role plays are to me the most powerful way to learn and to grow, um, you know, because it's like imagine going on. A, it's like going on a date, but you're getting feedback like the whole time about how you're showing up, you know. And again, I think a lot of guys aren't aware of how they show up and that's everything you know it's really you know with dating it's it's not the big things it's really the little things um and it's funny because you it's like what's behind those little things and that's when when that's like you know what we kind of discover on the coaching calls and that's that usually gets into some deeper stuff um and that's kind of what we have to work through 
and then we get to the goods and that's when we get to the change and then like that's when the results happen okay all right and i can see um where you would need a dating coach just because this world is now made up of so much technology that everyone's glued to a screen well you're not uh it, this is not a fairy tale people watch films all the time you're not half the time you don't hear stories about oh we met at a grocery store half the time when right. you go to grocery store no one's interacting as is so i feel like oh, the world's so becoming a little bit more disconnected <laughs> I hate it. yeah they yeah. disconnect from reality and so i guess i guess a dating coach would be necessary because to evaluate as to what you really need um uh, like with these profiles of tinder and pof i actually met my son's dad and my boyfriend on pof yeah. um yeah, yeah. the site's great but you everyone knows what the sites are really for and mm. um that is the bad thing about it however i did meet those guys on there and they were genuine um you know, you're in college, you have your fun, whatever. Um, sure. But it, it's hard to tell whether someone is genuine on those profiles. And so when we were talking and stuff, it was so easy to just like, oh, yeah, I could pretend to be this person. So, um, okay, so I, let's say I, I'm a model, da 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 And I, you know, type in, not that I personally would do that, but it's so easy to just kind of go along, like you said, it's, you had an experience with someone who was so communicative through text, but not in person. Yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's everyone's so disconnect that what do you truly want? Like everyone could say, Oh, well I want a good guy. Well then they keep trying to find the guy who's the hottest. And I can't stand right. that. Like for me, me, me I either. look for yeah. the, the, the right guy who treats me right. Yeah, appearance could be a little bit as to what I want personally. Like if, if you dress right, if you um, present yourself in some way that was quite decent. You know, you're not like coming up in raggedy ass clothes and saying what, 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 what. You know, like if <laughs> if your <laughs> If your grammar wow. is incorrect or the way you say things is incorrect, I'm probably not going to want to talk to you. But Yeah, um, yeah that's a so, given. So there's a lot of things you have to consider, but I've noticed that through my experience because, you know, growing up, it's also dependent on these generations, too. Uh, yeah. My generation is sort of in the mix. I really didn't grow up with yeah. a whole lot of technology, but then halfway of my schooling growing up, it was starting to advance a little bit more. So... I can pretty much tell the difference as to who's genuine, who isn't. I can have interactions yeah. in person so easy at the same time. So I think it just depends on how you grow up, if you're glued to the screen, whatever. So a dating coach to me would be beneficial to just kind of take your, take your phone away, take the screen yeah. away and be like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> so, right. And, yeah, and you, you, you touched on something really, really great there, too. Like, exactly. I think so many people today, exactly, they're not just, you know, they're glued to the TVs, they're glued to their screens, and it's like there's this constant stimulation. We're always looking for stimulation, and we're never really sitting with ourselves. And, you know, I think that's why you're seeing kind of like there's a whole, like, the mindfulness movement and so many people taking up, you know, yoga, meditation, and I think all those things are great. And I, and I think, you know, we need, we do need more of that. And it's, it's almost like it's funny, but it's kind of like this answer to this overstimulation. Um, but you know, place. in every city, there should be a place where you can meditate, where it's peaceful, it's quiet, yeah. where you're required to put all electronics in a bin. I agree. Yeah. Because now I don't know yeah. if you know about it, but they have these jars and stuff with these lids that whatever you put in the jar and you, close that lid you set how many hours oh cool and, and it won't let you like get that phone or get those items until that alarm goes off so like yeah i, like, I think okay, parents I need those yes because like i see i see kids oh, gosh i see like five-year-olds on like smartphones and tablets i'm they like what are you doing those. on that like they don't need, you don't need no play thing. 
I understand. Yeah. Like, okay, sixth grade, my parents got me a Firefly. If you don't know what the yeah. hell that is, it's a parental phone. It's all controlled by parents. <laughs> there is no texting involved. It's calling only. And I get that. Yeah. I think people, the kids should just have those. And I, under certain circumstances, of just having the parents' numbers. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I didn't have a phone until, like, at least middle school or high school. And I exactly. shared one with my twin sister. Like, oh. it's just, I don't, we don't, we don't, you know. Oh, we, but we, you were fine. Oh, you too? Cool. I'm identical, though, with my sister. Oh, so funny. Yeah, cool. <laughs> twin power. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, if everyone just... If it was those fireflies still stuck around, I think my parents just sold mine. But what it was, it's just it's a parental phone. It, it's, you could only call. You couldn't text. Nothing like that. And I think children should have those. Yeah, there's too much power in smartphones, and I just I don't know. I don't. There's so much surveillance happening now, and then yeah. Don't don't even don't even get me started on 5G. That's like everything <laughs> about that sounds like a. A goddamn nightmare, but... Right? Um, but there shouldn't be access to where, oh, well, I don't want my children watching this, and you have to go online and fix whatever it is. Like, you shouldn't have to go through all that trouble to prevent your kids from doing something they shouldn't already be doing in the first place. Like, going yeah, on I mean, websites like, and stuff they I just, shouldn't have. I just think there's, like, so many better things for... Especially, like like, really young kids... Or like just developing their minds, and it's like there's so many better things that they could be doing. Exactly. How about reading, or just like playing? Like, how about just have your kids play with other kids? Do like, does that not happen anymore? I don't know. Again, well, I, I have does. no idea. My son loves kids, and I limit his TV time to really only dinner and maybe a little after dinner, and it's because we get home so late. And that's the only time, like, he could start relaxing to really ease into it. Because, like I said, he's a year and a half. So I really have to be right. conscious, like, he's got to get all his energy out and he's got to start relaxing and calming yeah. down. So I only use that to help me out or else he's going to be all over sure. the place. But right. my yeah. son loves kids. There is this seven-month-old, eight-month-old, something like that. Yeah. She, She's, like, sleeping in her car seat. And he'll go right in the front, get down on his knees, lean in, hands Aww. together, and wait for her to wake up. Oh, it that's so cute. the sweetest thing. He <laughs> is such a, oh my goodness, a lady killer by all means. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> and I mean oh, literally man. so much trouble. If anyone goes to my Instagram, my son is on there. And um... if you see him, you're going to be like, girl... <laughs> I'm going to have to get restraining orders by the book. Like, <laughs> that's how bad this is. But, um, oh. yeah, so I limit his TV time, and I'm trying to get him potty trained. And I know it's early, but I think I can do it. Okay. Along with, eventually I'm going to have to try to get him to read. So he actually picks up a book, and he does this on his own. No one's taught him. He just He's very <laughs> observant. So he picks up the book, and he attempts to read it. He attempts it already. So I'm like, okay, so we're going to get this started soon. Not right now, but ease into it because he's still at that stage where, ooh, paper ripped, you know, so uh, I don't want anything ripped. Right. And, um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm going to try to make sure my son doesn't grow up with a whole bunch of technology. Yes, it's going to be around him, but doesn't necessarily well, mean you know, he's going to use it unless I allow him to. Well, it's like I think, you know, I think you got to, teach the kids how do you how you definitely have to keep te teach your kids like how to type you know like mm -hmm. typing is such an essential skill now and like i remember back when i was in elementary school like we actually took typing classes yes, and i'm so too. glad we did because now i type like i type like 80 words a minute now it's it's you so great tests? and like my yeah time yeah and stuff. And you have, oh yeah yeah yeah. over the keyboard with your hand oh, yeah. and you had to like, I remember, play the shark uh, It was game. so frustrating. Yeah, I remember I was so frustrated with it back then, but now I'm like, I don't even have to look down. I'm just like typing yeah, like crazy. It, it was so. irritating before, but uh, we had to play the shark game. And so the shark would come by and you had to like type the word really quick and, get, and it got faster and faster. And so you had to like be really, really quick and you just took so many tests and stuff. So you know, you had to be, you had to yeah. try to be like the top in the class. And it was, it was, I actually really liked that class for that reason. Cause that was actually beneficial. And, mm. um, but other classes like 
science, unless you're so fascinated that you're going to take that as a career, I don't see it really applying to anything in the real world. Uh, I mean, um, I, I really, I really think we need, we need to like really re-envision our whole education system. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, that's something I'm very passionate about, like teaching improvisation and even, even more than like a dating coach, like five years from now, if, Everything goes according well, to plan. Well, there's more of a relationship. They have it in college. There's always a relationship right. cor course in, like, college. I don't necessarily think the relationship course should be taken in high school and stuff like that just because um, it is introduced, sort of, if you take, like, what class was it? I guess if you take, like, a, a family course, I mm. get to do that. Like, maybe it should be in incorporated in, like, a family course in middle school. Where I, you not only I just, learn about relationships, yeah. but you learn about history, where you come from. I think it'd be really cool if they did something where you can find your ancestors. Like, where do you come from? Yeah. Type thing. Right. And then, and then, like, turns out, like, we're all from aliens. <laughs> like, it oh, goes, no. like, really, it goes, like, it goes back, like, like, thousands and thousands of years. It's like, turns out, actually, your great, 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 actually weren't even from this planet, right? It's, like, crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's why I act this way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're from that planet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, well, I, I don't know. Your I name think... is Hay, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Hay, Hey Hey. Um, so you know exactly who knows where that's from, but <laughs> no, I I just think there needs to be more creativity. Um, I again, because I like as a child, even I remember being in the education system, and I'm being given this textbook. I'm like, well, who wrote this textbook? And then you look into the, the whole textbook industry, and it's a racket. You know, it's like. These people like are make these test textbooks. They charge such a crazy high price for them, and then all these students have to buy them. And that's like elementary so school all the them. way to college. Yeah, and exactly. And you use them once. It's like we could like imagine if our education just if it was just like every teacher was like you know. Well, again, I think because they have to uh, you know stick to this really strict curriculum. It's like we can't open that up a little bit, and then you go into even deeper, and it's like well. All these schools are trying to make money, and then they make money from, like, how well the students do on standardized tests. So it's not even about the quality of the ed education. It's about these metrics. And it's like, well, when did it it's, when did it stop being about the children, politics. and when did it start being politics. about it? Well, exactly. It all goes back to politics, and then what's our, what, what rules our political system? Money. It's not about us. Like, our, our government doesn't give a, a shit about us. And they wonder if why it, there's so many kids that don't go to college. There's a reason. Exactly. I mean, and then you go to college now, and it's like it's so expensive. And I went to college. There's no guarantee you're going to get a job just by no. getting a college degree. Like, I'm I, still like, looking like my for parents. a good job. I'm still, right. I graduated, and it took me four and a half years. And, guys, I'm still in freaking debt. Like, I'm over 30 grand in debt, which is less than most kids, but still, it's a lot of fucking money. Right, and and if you were this age, the same age, if we were these, the same age we were, uh, like, 60 years ago, we'd both be employed, we'd both have houses, mm -hmm. cars, probably oh. families, and we'd be living well. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the thing, it's like... Saying. She was like, yeah. my well, mom paid off her, her house and like that, but to them... A hundred and thirty something dollars a month was a stretch, and it's like right. And uh, I'll, I'll a payment you know, for yeah. a house. Uh, I would take that compared to what it is now for rent. Damn. Yeah, I mean, our whole generation's been fucked over. Like, and it's like I'm, I'm surprised. Like, there aren't more people like in the streets. Like, cause like we just kind of we just took it. We're just like taking it too. Like, people should really be more upset and like really do their research and see what's happening. Like in France right now, there's massive protests happening. And like in America, for some reason, like we're just, we've been, we've been fed this narrative that like, Oh, this is how things are. And then it's, and it's our fault. And it's not, it's completely not our fault. There's a wealthy 1% of our population that is completely not just controlling our country, but the whole world and keeping us down. And the only way that this changes is when we all raise our consciousness and say no more. 
actually, no, we don't. Actually, when everyone in America says we're not going to work until there's a $30 minimum wage, because that's what it should be if you adjusted for inflation since like 1960. Like people are like, we should fight for 15. Like 15 isn't enough. I can't live off fifteen dollars an hour in in Chicago with 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 rent and raises, and and utilities. It, like, but that raises everything. Really, um, seven twenty five an hour is pushing it, because if you check out supply and demand, like if you take a, an economics class, we should be at five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. But see, I don't like economic. I don't care about it. economics. No, is I'm a, just saying, like it's you know, it's like, like it's not real. That's like theoretical yeah. bullshit well, that wants you to believe so, so that like we stay poor. No, like it's no, it's, it's not, no, it's all bullshit. No, no. The reason why he's saying that is because the more you raise minimum wage, the more everything else goes up. So it does not matter. Well, things are already going up. No, I'm just like, saying, you know, like, if it's like, 15 an hour somewhere. People are going to charge a lot more for a gallon of milk, for a thing of bread. But we're at, like, minimum wage for us right now is seven fifty, I think. And so they raise it a little bit. Nothing. Right. They but can't live for, off of that. But, that is, but, see, but, but, but what I'm arguing. For those yeah. that are in high school who are, it's part-time work, it's great for you to start saving money. But it's not something for those that are at a certain age where they didn't go to college, stuff like that. Like, maybe those businesses should offer an education course along with working with them um, and say, okay, we'll pay you $9 an hour. If you go take these courses after you've completed them, then we can raise the thing. That would make me want to work even harder. To be honest, if someone's like, we'll start you here, but if you take this six week course, we'll raise it another $2. And then after 30 days, we'll t have you offer another six weeks course. We'll raise it another. Like, work your ass off to do something for those that don't already have an, an education. And, then like, that would be more of an incentive. But what I'm saying is, like, if you take an economics class, he, ex uh, like, my professor really explained it for me. Um, and it was outrageous because, like I said, when you raise minimum wage, everything else goes up. The cost of living goes even higher than what it is now. But it depends on the area, um, of course, like, my area right now is it's not super rich it's not super grand there's not a, it's not like chicago it just isn't yeah and so yeah our minimum wage is the way it is because that is the rate of everything like the cost of living and stuff and people are like bitching about oh well, we should get 15 hour at mcdonald's for what flipping fucking burgers are you kidding me do you realize mcdonald's employees do not get treated that fairly like I mean, I, I would argue, though, that, like, I think every human being deserves a livable wage. Yeah, a livable wage. Like, you should, yeah. But, like, but, but that makes more than what I make, and I have an education. You know, I went to college. Like, why right. someone... Well, I think your wage should be... I, I think everyone's... I think our, our wages have been kept low. Yeah. Like, everyone's wages in America should be higher. And they're not because of greedy motherfuckers at the top who are literally or, making millions of dollars while the rest of us, like billions of dollars while the rest of us suffer. Or not do that, but make it to where the cost of living isn't so much. Why not that? Well, that too. I mean, it's all connected, though. Yeah, it's all know, connected. Like, the people know. who own these housing are, like, the same billionaires who are refusing to give you a, a wage increase at work. They're the same people. They all yeah. own, like, all these companies. Right. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, that's where we're at, though. It's like, there's no middle class anymore. There's the right. super wealthy and there's like the rest of us yeah. who are like literally living paycheck to paycheck. But that's the thing. It's like this. We we were born once. Right. We're on this earth. Do you think like we were made to like live this way and to but suck? Like we weren't. You have to take in consideration half of the populations on welfare. And, you know, I've my parents own a business. OK, they own um, a restaurant bar. My mom has the starting pay for a cook. Ten dollars and thirty cents. Ten fucking dollars and thirty cents. And we can't get a goddamn employee to work for us because oh, I make too much to for food stamps. Oh, I make too much to get this for another assistance. You're taken from the government and it, it should be a proud moment to be like, Oh, I'm making a lot more. I should be doing more for myself. And so I'm not 
putting down everyone that's on welfare. I'm just saying there's certain people that are taking advantage of the system because they want that quote unquote free money, but it's not free. They're taking sure. out of my taxes to pay for your ass. And you're saying you can't work a 40 hour work week because what? You're not disabled. You have no reason not to work other than the fact that you just want extra money for uh, binge eating so that you could sit on your ass all day. Like, sure, I, sure. I hate that. And so that's another sure. reason why. A lot of enabling. Is. Sure. Yeah. So sure. that's another reason why the cost is the way it is, because there's not enough people with a lot of work ethic. That is the huge problem right now. And so, yeah, people are trying to make a difference with the unemployment rate, but it's not going to keep people employed. We have to do something else to encourage people to actually work. Like, do you feel $10.30 is pretty good for someone with no experience? I, I guess. So. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't work for that. <laughs> but, no, I'm saying um, you have no experience. You're sure, going through high yeah. school. It's a great thing to yeah, Oh, God. I mean, if you were in high school, yeah. I mean, as like, <laughs> it's like exactly with no experience. Like, yeah. that's, but that's the thing. It's like, since, but that's the thing. Exactly. Like, with a college degree, like, those are the jobs that, like, like that I, I've had to work jobs like that. Yeah. I like have I've had times in my life in the last three years where like I've I've applied for jobs I haven't like gotten anything back from yeah. any of these companies and I like I've had like I've had to work at a juice bar I've had to work at you know I've actually I've had to work at a like an estate down room those places you don't put down because they, they got you to where they you are now they help you get the sure but like did I want that job no, no I, I wanted not. a job that would like give me benefits and like pay for, but like it's like it's hard to find that now it it's is. hard to find decent jobs but you know what's crazy I used yeah. to work at Pizza King in my hometown and sure. that was during high school well I had to go to college and I had to get a job um, where college was and um, I applied for Taco Bell and um, Pizza King, you know, around the college campus, I get emails from both places saying I'm not qualified enough. Oh, God. <laughs> How the, what qualifications do you need to work at a fucking fast food restaurant? Me? Are you kidding me? Because nothing. everything There's was, nothing. You have everything a pulse. was online, everything, the application, and they had to take a fucking quiz. I'm like, if you want to get to know me, conduct uh, an yes. interview like a goddamn human being and get That's to know insane. me that way. I was pissed. Because I was like, what am I supposed to do for a job? Like, right. I'm a high school student. I wasn't even in college. And now I have this college degree, and I'm still struggling to find a job that I can apply that degree in. Yeah, my job I could do a little bit right now, and I'm hoping to maybe excel to a little bit you know, more in the industry. But, God, like, it's so hard. It's so well, hard. It's this like, is what, what I'm. What? You need experience for what? Right. I just got out of college. What experience? Yeah. How can I get that experience? How can I get that if no one else is going to hire me because I don't have a certain amount of years? There was a job that I really wanted, and it said 15 years experience. Holy oh, hell! That's... Holy uh, hell! Oh, that... if you read any of the job descriptions on any of these, they're ridiculous. I mean, this is why I'm becoming a writer. I'm becoming a coach. I'm acting because, like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of putting my livelihood in the hands of people who don't give a fuck about me and, and pay me shit wages. I'm yeah. fine, fine. Like, I would rather use my creativity and help people and make good money doing it because it's my business and it's my life. And honestly, like, you know, for me, making a, creating my own coaching business and, and writing and becoming an author, it's the only way I'm ever going to live a comfortable life. It really is because you're not going to you're not going to get that from any job on a wage. You just won't. Right. Yeah. You're just not going to break through. You're going to be living paycheck to paycheck your whole life. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And right. and so for me, like, again, beyond dating coaching, what I ultimately want to be doing is creativity coaching, because I think creativity is, is the way forward. We need more people to become entrepreneurs. We need more people to find creative ways to live on this planet. Because what we're doing now, these wages, I hate this system. It doesn't work. 
It really doesn't work for most people. It's a really shitty system. And it's like, did you choose this? No. Did I choose this? No. We were born into this. And there's got to be a better way. And I believe the only way to find it is is like through our creativity. Because obviously it hasn't been found yet. So it must be creative. So for me, like creativity is the most important thing. And that's ultimately... But you have to find that thing that you're really good at. That's the whole thing that's different. Like, there's a lot of people who can't be freelancers. And I get it. You just, you don't have that creativity. No, I think, think, no. I think everybody, and I I say everybody has creative potential. There's actually a NASA study done. I actually, I used this for one of my, my, my improv workshops that found that, like, 98% of all two-year-olds are creative geniuses. We are all born creative geniuses by the time, like, and, and they did all these kids, and then they tracked them through the years. By the time they were 15, only, like, like I think, like, 20% of them were, which shows that our education system literally beats the creativity out of us. And, of course, why? Because they want you to be working these jobs. They, will, they don't want you thinking creatively, independently. They want you conforming because that's how the system persists. They don't want people asking questions. They don't want people starting radical businesses. And, it's like, that's what we need right now. We need all of that. We need radical, creative, um, and we need mindful leadership. We need people to be running these companies who, who have souls. Because the people who are running our government right now and, like, most of these corporations – have no fucking souls and that's why we are where we are you know and we just i'm just here to inspire people that's my only role on this earth is to you know to create a life that i think is worth living but also to inspire others to create change because the change isn't going to happen from this government i'm sorry it doesn't matter who you vote they're not going to change your life it's just not going to happen there's so much things like conspiracy theories and stuff like that and but the theory is that the president has no control over anything. There's always that person in the back. It is the shadow government. Yeah, um, but you know, there there does need to be opportunities for people, but you also have to put in the effort to do it. A lot of people are right. well, that's not like base, you know. Yeah, but there's so many <laughs> people that are lazy. We're that. we're the the most lazy country around. Like if you go to China and stuff. The reason why people are so fit, the reason why they do so much is because they have people who are willing to work, and they get treated pretty right. fair. I believe they do. And we're here, like, oh, we offer these benefits and stuff, well, we're going to charge you $200 da, 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 a month. And it's like, sure. okay, well, you're taking half my paycheck. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have to wait two weeks to get it. And I used to work a job yeah. where I got $600 every two weeks. You know, that's $300 a week, and it was That's nothing. Amazing. Yeah, and now I work a job. I mean, it's it's a little bit better, but it still is terrible to try to live. I hate living paycheck to paycheck. But yeah, it's, it's awful. I yeah, do. I've been there. Yeah. I mean, what is it that people could do? And the biggest advice I could tell everyone, network. Network the hell out of people because that's why I love LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn because it's professional. You put up a resume. You can get um, advice from people for free. You don't have to pay anybody. And um, be like, okay, so how can I make this look better? Because I want to get that employee. I want to get that person who's going to recognize me. You connect with people who can help you get a job, who can land a job. And stuff, but that pertains to your area. I got my job that I have now from LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, it's great. But at the same time, you always want more. I think that's also the way this country is. We're so freaking greedy. We don't appreciate it. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, it's hard to live off the I don't age. think you or I are greedy because, no. like, like, the people who run the top, the people behind the president, whatever, those people are greedy. Those people yeah, have billions of dollars. And are and are not like in like none of that. We're never. We don't even know how these people. Live. You, you can't even fathom how these people live. Yeah, the luxury, the, same time, the comfort. You've got, you've got to let that go, though, because but that's. I would say you don't, because these are the people controlling everything. Right. Yeah, so like, they might, they might you have to have. Things, but you have also control of your life, so you have to right. put yourself first. 
So for me, I've let go of that anger towards like people controlling people. Yeah, I get a little upset every now and again. Like I know yourself, right now. of course. But, but I, you know, you, you have yeah. to know the enemy. You have I, to also I exactly. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. You, I agree, and you have to you have to work on yourself. But I think also that's like another the problem with this country is there's this hyper individuation individualization. Like we exactly we think we need to get ahead of everyone else. Like no, we all need to work together yeah. because I think when we cooperate, when we actually have community again, because like God, we don't have much community right now. No, it's all been a road. I really don't um, know if it's going to get to that point right now. I don't know. I really don't know if it, it's going to take a really long time to even get to that point. Because I, I don't, there's I don't, so don't many issues going around. You don't it's have not, much time. Like our planet dying. Um, like yeah, it's like it's going to get worse. No one's, yeah. But the thing is, is you might say that, but there's so many people who don't care. Like who aren't aware of the fact that we shouldn't be living our lives doing this. We should be doing so much more. Like, Take advantage of the time that you have. That's why I'm like, yeah, uh, people are controlling stuff. It's not fair, but it is what it is. What I could do is change my my status, my events in my life, so I don't end up in the same place everyone else is. So it's not that I'm trying to compete with everybody. It's I'm doing this because I want to do this. And if I can make a better life for myself, earn my income, be my own boss, then I've achieved everything. Yeah, People, then do that, exactly. Put, you just have to put the work in. So I would just, for the advice for you, just let it go. Because you're doing great for yourself. Yeah. You're, you're getting known, all the stuff. So, yeah, we both went through struggles and stuff of living paycheck to paycheck like we still are kind of now. But I know in the end, I'm going to be doing a hell of a lot better later on because I'm passionate as, as to what I want to do. So you've yeah. got to find what you're good at. And go for Definitely. it. And I think Definitely. if we have more people who do that, we're going to change how the system is in that way. Yes. Not not pushing yes. words down everyone's throats because that's not going to do anything. If we start changing the way everything is because we're doing what we want to do, I think it's going to just change the events. Well, yeah, I mean, the change, the change, I think, really, the change has to come from the bottom. And you're right, yeah. you know, fear, that's what they want. They want us to be in fear. They want us to hate. They want us to be divided. Yeah. And the, exactly, the only way forward, again, and, you know, some people will call this ascension. You can call it whatever you want, though, okay. is like through love. Um, and all of us really evolving our consciousness into this place where we live in love, where we don't get frustrated with strangers. We say hi to strangers. Well, we give hugs to love. each other. How about not love? Why, I will use love. Why not? No, I mean. Because that's I, what it is. What about, why are we what about accept? Oh. Why not accept? Well, I, think, I think ultimately love is accepting. Well, there's I different we forms didn't... of love. I think that, you know, I'm not going to say to a completely stranger, like, I love you. But I'll be like, why not? I respect you and I will accept but Why not? Why can't you love a stranger? That's like, this is, to me, as like a relationships coach, this is, this is like really big for me. This yeah, is important. I think I, that love for me, I think it, it depends on every person's interpretation as to what love is. Love for me is a connection, an emotion. I don't go to a stranger and have an emotion other than, oh, I just met you. So I'm just going to say, I respect you. And I already have trust in you and I accept, you know, and I accept you for who you are, what you're about. Let's get to know each other right after I speak to that person. Then I have that connection. And then maybe later on, I love, I do love you because of this. Because yeah, to me, I think love, like love isn't, it's, it's like love is, is always there. Love is always yeah. there for us, Yeah. you know? And it's like, you know, and I, and I also, I do, I believe like we are all one. So even like I like if I see a stranger like I love I love everyone I really do I really try to live in love um, with my especially starting with myself because I mean God a lot of people fucking hate themselves yeah. and that's hard to see man I was walking down the street I saw someone who looked miserable and I was like gosh I can't imagine what this person is going through and so and it's like we we kind of we we forget though that we forget that that love really. It's, it's, just, it's just this thing. It's just floating there. It's just waiting for us to accept, open our hearts and, and just and love. You know, we can we can always choose 
love. We can choose to love ourselves. We can choose to love others. Everything else, I don't, I just, I just, to me, it's the only thing that matters because it's like, imagine if we had a whole government built on love. God, like, what a different world we'd be living in. Because we don't, we don't have that. We have a government built on, on fear. You know, I think what's one of my favorite comedians, Bill Hicks, that's what he always said. We have a choice every day between love and fear. You know, and it's like, that's the only choice I think we we have. And like, for me, I have just decided I choose love. And that's like, I mean, even that's like dating coaching. I get to help people learn to love themselves so they can love others. Yeah. Um, and well, it's, but, you know, again, but there's it, different yeah. interpretations of love. So yeah, you could say I love everyone. But love is love. No, I don't, I don't like you can, people have different, but it's love. It's, that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's what we're made from love. It's the most powerful force there is. Yeah. It's I what believe kills that. Voldemort. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, I, I just say, yeah, love is love, but then how do you differentiate between love for everybody and love for the person that, you know, you would die for that person? Well, it's a personal thing, but I mean, it's the That's same. It's, like not, it's not like just, are we going to like tear it like we do with everything in capitalism? Like there is like gold love and here's silver love. No, I'm not going to do that. It's love. No, I'm just saying there it's, might be just two different versions. Well, but you can feel it strong. You can feel love strongly for people. Like, yeah, I could say that, but it's like, it's still just love. <laughs> like, it's not different. It's not, it's just like you just feel it strongly for others, but like you can still feel it for strangers. You don't have to, you don't have to like walk up to them and, you know, make out with them and, you know, like that's like, you that's know, what I'm, I'm saying. saying there's, there's ones that love for everybody, no matter what. And there's that. Uh, exactly. That's, you should, that's, I think you should always have. Right. That's you know, there's two course. different kinds. That's what I was trying to get. There's two different kinds. There's one that's love I, and there's one that's I don't more think intense. Different kinds. I think it's the same love. It's just like, yeah, I'm, you I'm know, not saying it's like, like Pepsi and Coke. Yeah. I'm not saying that. No, it's still God, love. I'm just saying there's two different kinds, such as one that's I love you, and then there's one that's I would die for you. Because, like, the person that I'm involved with, I'm going to love a lot more than someone who's walking down the street. Because I, you know, I have more of that connection. But I'm just saying there's two different kinds. There's more that's one intense, and then there's one. I'm not saying, like, there's two different kinds, such as, like, like I said, Pepsi and Coke. I'm just, like... Yeah brands or anything but yeah i do believe that love that's why I, i'd say i do love everybody um and i personally for me that's what i get in trouble with because i, I when i growing up i tended to be the one that was walked all over because mm. because i loved everybody and i didn't see signs of like any wrongdoing ahead of time so i always fell for a lot of stuff so if you do, right. if you do have that openness, like, per, like I did, I guess I just had to recognize that I do have an open heart and I do, I have love for everybody, no matter what, like I would risk my life to save a child sure. you know, industry. I would, but not everybody else. So I think you have to build certain walls towards it. That's why I say there's... You need boundaries. Boundaries yeah. are very important. You know, even because you can love people from a distance. You yeah. know, that's still love, but it's like you can still be open to them and say, hey, man, I don't want you here right now. Like, I, mean, I think that's, I mean, that's another thing, I, you know, in a lot of relationships that I think people struggle with, with even friendships, relationships is boundaries and ba like uh -huh. good boundaries make for like a really great relationship, you know, because yeah. again, it's, it's knowing what you want, but also knowing like knowing what you don't want and, and voicing that because we don't yeah. have to voice that. And that's um, the way my relationship is right now. It's completely yeah. different. It's very unique because he and I both literally sat down and we have expressed what do we want out of this relationship? That's great. What are the boundaries? Because he was that person and I never had anybody do that for mm -hmm. me before. And that's why it was so different at first. But now I'm really loving that about him because he's very separate from his work and his social life, just as much as I am. But he's very like, what do you have to bring to the table? Yeah. You know, because he's very serious about his work and he's like, I'm not going to be that person that's going to be taking care of you right now yeah. until I know that we are on the same page. 
Like yeah. when I get to a point where, you know, if we intend to live together or not, then I could take care of you. But right now my work is my work. I don't want you taking credit. Like he's just, that's I, great. yeah, it's great. But it's also, I recognize certain things like, oh, he's been through a lot too, to put those walls sure. up just as much as I have. But I, like I said, I have my tendencies where I keep falling for people just because they gave me attention. And right. so, yeah. Well, so. <laughs> no, I think there's, there's a difference between like putting emotional walls up and yeah. setting boundaries. Those are two different things. I've put a lot of emotional no. walls up. Is that because can that's that can hurt you in the long run, you know? If you're, you know, that'll really keep you from a lot of 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 well, life. Well, I have good reasons life. as to why I do. It's you do. I you know, I'm it, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I was in a, and I I've expressed this in um an earlier podcast, but um I was right. in a very abusive relationship, and it had very much scarred the way I look at relationships, and so. You know, I still have those signs where I don't see red, you know, red signals for certain guys, but my mom and, you know, my family do. And so when they presented certain things, it was like, okay, got to evaluate this. And so when I got into this relationship that I am in now, I tried to look for these signs and all I could find was he's serious about what he does and he doesn't want, um... He doesn't want someone who's going to just take his money. He doesn't want a gold digger. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want that person that's just there for his money because he's he's a freelancer. He's an entrepreneur. He's he's a right. writer. He's an actor. He's a voice actor. He's a he's everything. And that amazes me alone. So yeah. When I saw that you want to be a part of my podcast and you were you named all these different things, I was like, yeah. that's exactly what he does and this is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So um Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was a lot. So uh, moving on. Yeah, we we covered so much. Yeah, I actually I have to get going soon. We've been we've been going for like I think over an hour, but yeah, is that yeah. okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's completely fine. Yeah. So uh, a couple fun questions. Okay. Cool. So, um, if any animal could be president, what animal would it mm -hmm. be and why? If they ran the world. Oh. Uh, Oh man, I wish it was a sloth, man. Why? I wish, I wish, because they, they're like at such a slower pace, and you know, if they like run, if they run, run things, like everyone would just chill the fuck out. You know, we'd all be slothing it up. You know, it'd be a better world, I think. Just everyone Maybe chilling out. Age? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. I love that movie, but they overplayed it on Nickelodeon, so I was like, eh. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so what is the most annoying habit that other people have? Mm. Oh, that's a, um, that's a good one. Oh, I get really annoyed with, with people who like on the highway who merge and don't signal. Oh yeah. It's like it's like it takes like like you know like the, the smallest effort. You you know your hands already on the wheel and you just have to put your finger out and like literally put this thing down. So it's like when people don't do that it's like you know what else do you not care about? It's like such a small thing, but it's like you know cuz it, but it's such a helpful thing. You're like, "Oh, you're you're turning." So I see, I think the people who don't do that, like what else, where else do they not put attention in their life? And it makes me, makes me wonder. Okay. So then my next question for that is how often do you people watch? All the time. Every day. All the time? Why? Do you collect, is it like collecting data for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, as a coach and as a, I mean, I'm just, I'm just infinitely interested in people. Um, you know, also as like an improviser comedian, like I think people are, people are characters. People are such characters. Like if you watch their physicality, the way they talk, their accents, like people don't even know how much of characters they are. But for me, it's like, it, it, it's also infinite entertainment. It's so funny. People are so funny to me. <laughs> okay. All right. So then last question is what's one responsibility you really wish you didn't have? Hmm. I could tell you mine. Okay. <laughs> Bills. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't want to pay and, for my bills, guys. I no, I just to. like want to live on planet Earth and like you know not have to pay to live. Yeah, same. I'm like, where's the free energy? Why? Yeah, why it's 2019. Ever, yeah, so why you know, can't I just like work? Work to pay that. Work yeah, like why I can't for you know, a living? Yeah. Why can't we like use our money to have fun? You know, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And enjoy our and enjoy and like, our short time on planet Earth, you know. Yes, yes. Why are we suffering so much? Why, <laughs> yeah, why I agree cost? with you. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm right it's there with free, you, right? man. It's free. Well, the energy isn't, but we could all live without electricity. Yeah, it's possible. I think we could have free electricity. I think like Nikola Tesla solar, invented that. Solar energy, years ago. guys. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely ways. I mean, I think they're all being held from us, uh, but, you know, hopefully we'll get them soon. Hopefully it'll all come out and we'll have free energy and and all of that. And we'll all ascend and, and life will be great. And we'll live in, <laughs> we'll live in abundance. Right? <laughs> we'll see, you know, we'll see. All right. So we have covered a lot on this podcast Gosh, in the little yeah. time that we really have talked. Yeah, we've talked for a while, but not as much as you think. <laughs> But because um, we did pr talk prior to this podcast, if anyone didn't already know, because that's what I do. Anyways, I want to thank you so much for participating in this podcast. Um, I hope that later on that you would want to be part of another podcast, maybe um, with another person as well. Maybe we can have a good time that way. Uh, I will post, I'm, you know, I will post the social links in the description below once I receive them in an email from you. Um, and, and I will also, um, oh, what else do I do? Oh, well, I just, I just do that, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm tired too. Okay. Um, uh, but anyways, I thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you on here. Cause like I said, I, everything is different for me now. People are actually want to be on this show and it's exciting. Right. Yeah. Um, so I Thank hope you. everything is good with you. I hope you excel at what you do. I send positive yeah. vibes towards your way. Um, mm -hmm. And if anyone wants any dating advice, get a hold of me, and then I'll get a hold of him. Or yeah. if you guys don't want to, you know, have me be the middle middleman, just get a hold of him on his social media. Like I said, I'll post those yeah. links down below. I just want people to talk to me. That's all. Oh, <laughs> lonely. I'm um, just kidding. All right. Um, I hope you have a good evening. And, you too. Um, all right. Thank you so much. Take care. You take care too. Bye. See ya. Hey, everybody. If you like the intro music, you can hear more and get your own custom beats by contacting me on Instagram at Music by Symphony. That's M-U-Z-I-K-B-Y-S-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y. Once again, that's M-U-Z-I-K-B-Y-S-Y-M-P-H-O-N-Y.